Welcome everyone to the .NET Maui podcast. We're here to keep you up to date with the latest and greatest in .NET client development. We'll talk about some Azure, some Visual Studio, some Blazor, and of course .NET Maui. I'm Matt Sokup, and today we have a special episode. This is a customer update episode, and we're going to be talking about the M365 admin app. Now, this is a really cool app. Is that it lets you admin your M365 tenants in on-to-go scenarios. Like, you can go and change the passwords for your users when you're out and about. Some quick tasks. It keeps you up to date. So, Sweeky, this app came from Xamarin. It was just updated over into .NET MAUI. So, tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, yep, for sure, for sure. Um, this was a super exciting project to be a part of. Uh, our team was extremely lucky that we got to work with the M365 admin app team again. And we uh, essentially helped them in the journey from moving over from uh, Xamarin to .NET MAUI. And uh, let me actually bring in the awesome team. And then we can talk a little bit more about how the process was like, learnings and how the app is. Um, so let me pull in Amshuman and Sanjana from the M65 admin app team all right so yeah before we get started yeah let's let's introduce everybody my bad for not doing that right away <laughs> Sweeky, introduce yourself and then we'll have amshuman do it and then sajana so Sweeky, who are you everybody knows who you are Sweeky, but one last time just in case we have brand new people tuning in <laughs> sure hi everyone i'm Sweeky. i work in uh, the dev dev customer engagement team and uh, our job is to help awesome customers who are trying to do awesome things with .NET and their apps and help them be extremely successful in that. Uh, and yep, like I said, this uh, this episode, we're talking to one of our awesome customers, uh, the M365 admin app team. And I will throw this over to Amshuman now so he can introduce himself and then we can go over to Sanjana. Hi, uh, I'm Amshuman and I'm part of admin IDC team. And this was my first project working on migrating the M365 admin mobile app from Xamarin to .NET Movie. Great. And Sanjana? Yeah. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Sanjana from the uh, M365 admin mobile app. Uh, so I was uh, part of this exciting project of migrating uh, the Xamarin Forms app to .NET Movie. Uh, and I have been working in this team for the past two years. All right. So I guess the biggest and the most, the question is, this app was a Xamarin app beforehand. And, and Amshuman, I'm going to ask you this. Why did you choose to start migrating to .NET MAUI? What was the impetus, the reasoning, why you decided to say, hey, I had a perfectly good app, but why did I want to bring this to .NET MAUI? Oh, yeah, sure. So initially, we were, before we migrated to .NET MAUI, we were using Xamarin Forms 4.6. So, uh, but by the time we moved to Maui, there were later versions of Xamarin, but we could not update to that due to some partner dependencies from Intune, which was not supported for Xamarin 5.0, but we could still live with 4.6 for our requirements. But then Google came up with a mandate saying, we need to target uh, API 31 level devices uh, starting from November 2023. So one issue we faced with that was the Intune package we were using. It um, it had the latest support for API 29 level itself. So and the main reason was to go, uh, while targeting the API 31, there was one issue, one native issue where we had to add few attributes, something like export equal to true, but that was not being added for uh, the Intune package because of it implicitly creating the attributes in the manifest itself. So first, initially, before uh, considering migrating to Mavi, we worked with Intune app, uh, Intune team to fix this issue in Xamarin 4.6 itself. But unfortunately, they uh, we could uh, along with the help of that team also we were unable to fix that issue. So we, uh, they were focusing all their support uh, for the new packages for .NET Maui. So we had to switch. We were we had two options. One was moving to native apps, one for Android and iOS as well, and other was switching from Xamarin to Maui. So considering all the dependencies and talking with the partners about their priority support for Maui, we considered Maui might be the best way going ahead, given we were already on Xamarin and we will receive uh, latest package from all the partners. 
Well, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, eventually you might have to do it. And that, that, I like I like the idea that you, Google made you do it. That's that's the first time I actually heard heard that reasoning. <laughs> Sweeky, how about you? Does that you mean you're doing with customers all the time? Has yeah. Google ever made anybody else <laughs> upgrade? <laughs> Uh, Google's made them do. Uh, we're hearing a lot more of Apple is making them do it because if they don't upgrade um, next year onwards, they're going to have issues publishing to the App Store. So yeah, it's been a mix of Google made me do it, Apple made me do it. Yep. <laughs> Why not? Um, well, just Swicky, do you even remember the Xamarin numbering? Like we were talking, Amshaman was talking four dot six. I'm like, oh, what was four dot six? Everything's been dot net Maui lately. I, I can't even remember back. You know what, what the Xamarin those, versioning was. If, yeah, yeah, no, 5.0 with a couple of service releases is like the latest, I think, Xamarin forms you can get right now. So if you are looking to migrate, not a bad idea to try and upgrade to 5. Uh, if you can, uh, just make sure everything is newest and then should make your migration to Maui easier. But um, like, like we're going to talk about now, even if you are unfortunately stuck on some older version, it's not that bad to migrate. So, yeah. So, Amshima, what were some of the biggest benefits other than being able to work again with the latest versions of uh, of the Intune packaging that Google APIs needed. What were some of the biggest benefits, though, that you've seen after the migration up to .NET MAUI? Yeah, so one major benefit was we had support for the latest packages, uh, all the NuGet packages, so which we were unable to upgrade before when we were in Xamarin. So that was one major benefit. And considering migrating from Xamarin to Mavi, the migration process, having compatibility frameworks from Mavi for Zam- whoever is migrating for Xamarin, that was one of the major benefit uh, for the migration process, I would say, no, not on the end product. So, and there were very specific new libraries that were introduced in Mavi that were not there in Xamarin that we made use of that made our work easy. So one such thing was the Maui semantics library that was introduced, uh, which was built on top of the Xamarin um, Alley features. So initially there were no uh, screen readers or specific focus for elements that we were implementing using some custom methods, accessing the native controls underlying the Xamarin controls, but the Maui semantic libraries made it much easier for us removing all the custom code we were using before and it also enhanced the performance and coming we also uh, coming to the ui rendering so the maui ui rendering was uh, uh, using much lower resources much lower gpu consumption compared to the xamarin app so we had better api performance we also had new cross platform libraries uh, which initially we had to implement accessing the native controls and Xamarin on Android separately. But now we have few additional libraries which uh, which can work cross-platform and we can include it in our shared uh, code. Adding on to what uh, Anshuman has mentioned, uh, I think Hot Reload was another uh, uh, feature which was be- which was blocked on Xamarin by the uh, Intune uh, package, Intune library. I think that uh, is now working well uh, with Maui. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say that um, these folks, because of like the uh, needing to be on that particular version of uh, Xamarin Forms, having to use a particular version of Intune, they were stuck in using like uh, they were not able to get the latest and greatest and the best out of our VS tooling, uh, which coming to Maui has lit up all of our awesome features for them. So it's super exciting to see them being able to finally use all our you know really great tooling uh, you know features like Hot Reload. And so, Swiki, I want to hear your your um, perspective on this one. When not just on the the admin app, but overall, what are some of the biggest risks that you see our customers taking on when they do do a upgrade? Both, I want to hear uh, for the M three sixty five one, but overall too, what are some of the biggest risks or or the blockers that people might encounter? Yeah, let me give a general overview and then maybe uh, we can have MT65 team share uh, some specifics. But I think uh, the biggest risks people are looking at is uh, the time it will, like the time investment in doing the actual migration and um, the whole um, uh, just the health check on the ecosystem was another big one uh, on, on like, oh, will every all of these packages, all these features I'm using, are they all going to just, you know, work as is or will there be support for that in .NET MAUI? Um, 
I think in recent days, it's been a much easier uh, decision to make. The number of risks risks and blockers are uh, reduced in the sense that um, when it comes to the time it takes, we've been putting a lot of effort into our upgrade tooling. There's now a VS, uh, a Visual Studio Windows integration of the upgrade assistant tool. So now you can use it or the CLI on Mac, on Windows, and you can use it from inside of Visual Studio itself. So um, there's a lot of investment going into reducing the time it should take you to upgrade your app. And um, when it comes to like the third-party dependencies, like I think every day I'm hearing about a new package uh, that's being, you know, they're adding .NET MAUI support for. Uh, just yesterday I heard about Localytics now has a .NET MAUI package. So um, yeah, so it's, it's pretty exciting to see the ecosystem catch up so uh, I think those are still con- being considered like bigger risks but I think the risk value on that is reducing um, with the MC65 team do you guys want to share a little bit about you know how you guys went about this um, uh, vetting you know checking the dependencies anything that you thought was particularly risky um, hint hint if you want to talk about the Intune uh, migration aspect of yeah, that sure, awesome. so I think one major risk point was uh, the Intune package integration. So the reason we moved from Xamarin uh, to .NET MAUI was uh, Intune had no longer was no longer supporting any updates to Xamarin. So it had declared end of life uh, for Xamarin and we had no other options but uh, to move away from Xamarin forms. So I think that was one major reason uh, that uh, we had to support our Intune customers. And uh, yeah, so I think Intune package readiness was uh, uh, one major risk that, uh, you know, we were, uh, which would have blocked us. So I think integrating Intune uh, was a big challenge. Uh, We we got the beta version sometime around May. Uh, We tried integrating, we faced a lot of issues, Mm -hmm. uh, challenges with the MAM enrollment uh, and, uh, you know, uh, in tune along with MCEL, uh, integrating uh, with MCEL. So that was another uh, challenge that we had with the Intune packet. So, yeah, but we managed to, uh, with with the help of the Intune team, we managed to sail through and uh, we were able to integrate it successfully and uh, uh, with with all the test cases passing with, uh, you know, green. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a huge shout out to the Intune team. Um, uh, I like you said. Um, I, they've been uh like uh their support with the M sixty five admin app has been awesome. Like, uh, they were there to like talk about any issues. Like, like you know, Sanjana just mentioned they gave them the early betas to try and test and give them feedback. Um, uh, yeah. So it's been like a super uh great you know sort of uh collaboration effort here just to make sure that um, you know the Intune packages are working and the MC65 app was like a good test case to make sure that yep this, it's doing what it's supposed to do um, that's super great um, Amshiman was there any any risky or any uh, any blockers that you were worried about uh, during the migration process uh, yes Vicky so I can uh, add to what Sanjana said about the Intune package so while we were migrating we were looking at all the dependencies all the NuGet packages we were using and during our time of migration we were able to find .NET uh, 6 and .NET 7 support for most of the external packages mm-hmm. uh, that we were using the open source packages so few of the internal Microsoft packages we were using major ones were uh, MSAL libraries, uh, App Center packages, and the Intune ones. So fortunately, we already had support from MSAL and App Center. So as Sanjana mentioned, Intune has also worked closely with us. Uh, thanks for their help. We were able to get out the beta. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Just talking about migrating that authentication flow and like the Intune integration, was it complicated was it like confusing uh, or did the documentation like they shared with you did that just work how was that experience oh, nothing complicated came up with the msal library so they almost maintained the similar method similar flow they tried to maintain the exact behavior from xamarin to .NET maui whatever package they provided for that so we didn't have any issues mig- uh, migrating the auth flow yeah, with Intune, we did face a few challenges uh, with the MAM enrollment library, uh, uh, the method. And uh, 
uh, a couple of other issues where we were unable to actually log in into the app with Intune and company portal. Um, so I think we we managed to uh, fix those and uh, yeah, and all the other issues with the help of the Intune team. So I, I think, yeah, those were those were the major blockers and challenges that we had while integrating the Intune. Awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. That's really great to hear. Um. I guess um, I just want to talking about just like, you know, migration process. So here we are, you guys have decided we're going to take the jump. We're going to do it. We are migrating. Um, What uh, before you guys looked at like doing the migration manually, how was your experience using upgrade assistant? Yes. So initially uh, for the first uh, very first step, we started with the upgrade assistant itself. So it suggested upgrading uh, to Xamarin 5.0 before migrating to .NET MAUI, but I tried both the flows directly updating from 4.6 and mm-hmm. uh, updating from uh, to 5 and then to MAUI, but there were no uh, differences I noticed in between that. So I think we are good to use the upgrade assistant even with the 4.6 versions we have. Good to know, good to know, yeah. So uh, apart from that, uh, the major use, uh, the major benefits we had using the upgrade assistant was it made all the project file changes uh, that we needed to run the .NET MAUI app. So it renamed all the major namespaces from Xamarin to MAUI. And it, it did a status check on all the dependencies we were using, uh, whether the latest, uh, and it upgraded them to the latest versions. If we, if that was supported for .NET 7, and it also mm-hmm. gave a list of all the dependencies that were not supported in .NET MAUI, and it automatically removed those namespaces or the references to those uh, packages. So though it missed a few, like Xamarin Essentials was one which we faced issue, like it was not uh, replaced because uh, afterwards going through the update documentation, we understood Xamarin Essentials was split into multiple MAUI. Uh, right. libraries. So we right. just left it in place. Xamarin.essentials, that was one thing. And say RG pop-ups was there. It just removed that uh, without any notice for the replaced libraries. But that was really helpful. So instead of manually going through the entire code, like we have a, a considerably a big code, like going to each and five, each and every file, uh, renaming the namespaces and everything mm-hmm. would be much harder. So whatever the upgrade assistant did, we could uh, like uh, whatever uh, namespaces it removed, we could just build the app after that. We were notified of all the errors. We could find the replacement uh, for whatever package it removed, either in the open network or uh, in the documentation. And we were able to uh, 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 like get the app to work at least to build and run uh, like very soon after using the upgrade assistant. Wow. So you would say the upgrade assistance did really most of the grunt work for you, most of the <laughs> the busy work for you of getting it up and running. And then it was just a little tweaking here and there on the sides to make it actually get it go- going then. Yes. Uh, yeah. So what about the documentation that we have? Was that useful for the for the upgrade, the upgrading uh, process? Did that, that help out at all? So initially, when we started the migration, the documentation was still evolving. So uh, in mostly for the project changes, the file structuring and everything, the documentation was very useful. And coming to the native uh, libraries that were migrated uh, from Xamarin namespace to Mavi. So upgrade document had good details about the replaced packages and what we need to move for. But one thing uh, I felt we missed an upgrade documentation is the replacement for the deprecated uh, other deprecated packages like RG pop-ups that were open source not mm. provided by Mavi. So those uh, we had to find. Uh, other than that, the documentation was very useful for getting the app to build and run. Oh, good. That's good to know. And Sweeky, that one might have been the most polite answer in the world. The <laughs> documentation was still evolving. <laughs> no, I was about to say that um, the MC65 team actually was one of the first few folks who like, we were helping with. And uh, that is correct. It was part of when we were just getting started with uh, putting the documentation together, putting the steps together. Um, and um, I think they had this unique 
space of actually watching the documentation evolve. So, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure Sanjana and Amshuman remember when the docs were just GitHub pages and like a GitHub wiki page, uh, which then moved over to turning into an official like, okay, now it's on the documentation side and then like on the doc side, then it's add, we're adding more things to it. Um, yeah, like um, a huge shout out to this team. Also, um, they helped uh, like uh, any the feedback they gave us on the documentation, we were improving documentation based on like stuff we heard back from them um also um uh, their app and we'll get to this in just a little bit um custom renderers they mentioned how they were using quite a lot of them so they also helped us like uh, understand how to like sort of we still we're still working on that custom renderer uh, you know uh, documentation how to migrate those to handlers um but it was a good exercise to just hear like how they're going about it uh any the questions and the issues that they faced um yep so Definitely, yes, they saw an evolutionary version of the documentation, <laughs> but I'm still glad it was useful for them. So I was, yeah. was going to make a joke that when they see the documentation evolve, they got a 404 error. To begin oh. with. And that's a, <laughs> well, that's what they got. But <laughs> but thank you, Sanjana and Amishimanda, for, for, for doing that. And th- you know what? That's how you get good documentation is that you have to go through and you do evolve with it when you have real world experiences to mm-hmm, inform mm-hmm. To inform it. So, what other experience points have you, Twiki, have you learned through this? This isn't your first show, or <laughs> not even your first uh, podcast. This isn't your first upgrade uh, experience with with customers. How do? Yeah. What other? Um, uh, so yeah, no, I'd love to ask um, Sanjana and Amshamandru. Um, Let's start with Sanjana. Um, uh, specifically, we started. You guys started with the Android app. Uh, so just curious on how it was um, to get like you know your Android project up and running. Uh, did you guys have any specific uh, like issues? Anything very like particular to Android that you guys had to fight with? Like Sanjana, do you want to share anything? Many like weird Android API that you had to figure out. Uh, we can also come complain about custom renderers if you want <laughs> but yeah just curious to hear about that yeah sure so uh, i think a lot of issues that we initially faced with the ux uh, the ux rendering when we migrated from xamarin to mavi was uh, kind of very distorted uh, most of the elements on our dashboard were blank we were not able to see those are not rendering so i think uh, we started kind of uh, uh, not uh, not on a very good note uh, as in things were uh, all uh, distorted and not well rendering i think one major uh, issue that we had was with frames so we have elements which are within frames and uh, those frames are within another frame so i think uh, that was uh, one major point and that's all across the app uh, that we use frames uh, you know, predominantly. So I think frames support uh, in Mavi was limited. Uh, so we had to figure out uh, different, uh, you know, uh, compatible elements to, to be replaced uh, as a replacement for frames. So I think we, we started with trying out uh, box view, shapes, borders, and finally, uh, you know, the, the closest replacement for frames was border. So I think uh, that was... Uh, one major issue that we faced with the UX. Um, the couple of other things uh, where I, which were blockers for our Android app, was uh, uh, with with a um, main page setting. So uh, when we were trying to switch user or add a new user, uh, when we go back to the uh, login page and we try to log in with a new user, we were seeing crashes. So I think that was an issue uh, which was there with the flyout toolbar, uh, which Sweeky and Shane uh, uh, triaged and came up uh, with a fix for that. I think, uh, uh, so yeah, that was uh, the fix now mm-hmm. that we have is in dot, uh, is in uh, .NET 8. Uh, now with .NET 7, we are still using the workarounds. And uh, yeah, the, the third issue, major issue that we faced was uh, with, uh, the navigation library, so uh, the modal uh, stack uh, mm, oh, yeah. issue that we have, yeah. So that was yeah. one major blocker, which uh, with, uh, I mean, without which we couldn't do a beta release. So we had to get it fixed, uh, and that was uh, that was where again Swiki uh, 
really helped us with uh, you know all the issues getting a fix for us uh, in Maui. So right now that's again uh, we have the fix in .NET eight. Uh, for .NET seven, we are using uh, the workaround uh, uh, for the timing issue. So yeah, these were the major blockers or issues that we had seen. Uh, yeah yeah also anyone listening um this has been fixed <laughs> uh thank you for this team to reporting us all of these like you know issues if they, they turned out to be um actual like um, issues in maui uh and the maui team super supportive uh they absolutely love the mc65 app team so they were more than happy to help uh, get these fixed for them so um uh, we've had other issues. Some of them were backported into Net7. Some of them are only coming up in Net8. So there's workarounds that you use and uh, you can use for now. And then these fixes are coming in for Net8. So yeah, we've had a lot of bug fixes that uh, which were reported by the admin app, which has been fixed in .NET MAUI. So which was a super nice experience also. Um, Amshiman, was there um, anything you wanted to share here? Any like big blocker or any uh, weirdness in Android? Oh, yes, Vicky. So... Coming to the major risk we had, major work item we had was moving from renders to handlers, but I'll come to that at at, at the end. So before that, so some of the issues we faced during the migration, so on top of what Sanjana mentioned. So mostly, uh, like we just had one or two issues which were, uh, we couldn't find it on the open issues or closed issues on the GitHub. Apart from that, most of the issues we found, we could find the workaround uh, either Shade by you or Shane. Uh, we were using that and everything was working fine. And one other issue was uh, AOT uh, uh, profiling. Oh, yeah. So that was one thing uh, that was missing. So fortunately, we had the profiles we created during the uh, last stage of our Xamarin. So we were using the same profiles and we could actually turn it on using the same profile. But I, uh, in using, at least using .NET 7, uh, we could not find any uh, to create yeah, new no. profiles. Uh, there was yeah. no support, but that was, I think that is included exactly, in .NET yep. 8. So users migrating using .NET 8 should not face any of these issues or any of the bugs we faced. There's like most of, uh, I found recently, like most of them were fixed in .NET 8 anyway. Okay. Yep. Yep. I have questions yep. now. Go for it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So first off, we, the M365 app or the admin app is both, there's both an Android and an iOS version, correct? Yes. Okay. Oh, and yes. both were upgraded, yep. right? We started with Android. Uh, we are yet to migrate in iOS. Yeah, they're much further along with the Android target. The gotcha. iOS one is in progress. Yep. Okay, good. And the Android was started specifically, specifically first just because of running into the Intune issues from the because of the Google uh, API. The, mm-hmm. the, yep. Okay. Okay, good. So I'm just you know making sure everybody understands because you know I I was. A little confused too, and and are we running .NET eight with the Android app right now? We not yet. I don't think we've tested okay. it on the previews yet. Although I think Shane did pull down uh, their app and tried it locally on his machine, and, and nothing broke. Everything was working fine, but but we don't have an official like we haven't like built built it against any of the previews yet. Um, my recommendation was uh, just to wait till like an RC comes out uh, because the, the it's part of their daily workflow now. I didn't want them to have to like uh, mess around with the systems a bit like too much switching between seven and eight. Uh, okay. So once we have a net eight RC out, I think uh, we'll give it a shot. Who would have thought, Squeaky, that you would play it safe? I don't know. but It's a production app, man. It's not like my little sample <laughs> no. app. That's, what, that's what I was thinking. It's like, whoa, this is kind of, <laughs> we're out there. We're not even at RC yet. But okay. All right. Good. That makes yeah, sense when, I think, Once we have RC out, I think uh, it, it'll feel uh, safe enough to like uh, have it a go. Um, just because it's the migration's a, a whole task altogether, right? You don't want to add too many more right, right. You know, yeah, um, variables into the mix is what I'd say. Um, 
uh, but yeah no like i said um uh the workarounds they know what the workarounds are everyone's been keeping track of it so as soon as net 8 comes in go and rip out all the workarounds and everything should work as is so yeah okay very good. exciting Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. Now, now I'm clear. Now I'm clear on everything. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, no. I think I want to make sure we spend some time talking about the the the, the big topic, which was custom renderers. Um, Anshuman, I think you had done quite a bit of the custom renderer migration. Do you want to share a li- some of the learnings, maybe, that you had uh, for those uh, other people who are migrating their apps right now? Yes, we can definitely. So. Uh... Yeah, so we were using like decent number of uh, renderers for each, almost every control, Xamarin control we were using. So that was the main hard task for us migrating to .NET Mavi, uh, migrating all of them to handlers. So luckily the Mavi provided us with compatibility uh, renderers, which worked exactly like the renderers and we could directly use them for some controls without having to move to handlers so that we can go into production as soon as possible. Though it affected the performance, like uh, slowly we'll be migrating everything Mm -hmm. to handlers, making it more efficient. But the compatibility framework really helped us uh, because we were actually blocked. We couldn't make a release from our Xamarin code base. So uh, just to save some time, we were using the compatibility frameworks initially. So one major change we observed from moving renders to handlers was handlers are much more efficient and the performance, both in uh, like considering the performance, it was much faster uh, rendering a control uh, compared to the renders. But at the same time, I would mention the compatibility renders were also affecting the performance compared to the Xamarin renders. So one suggestion we would say, unless anyone who is migrating from Xamarin to Mavi is in a hurry to get out for production because of some issues, similar issues we have. So I would say do not use the compatibility renders because that would just be a double work moving from render to compatibility renderer. Also need some fixes, but that's a very minor work. Uh, Then moving to handlers, it would just double the effort. So directly just remove the renderers, make the app build and run. Obviously, like there will be UI issues, functional issues, but try fixing those directly using the handler architecture instead of using the compatibility renders. So that would actually save a lot of time. Now, whatever the renderers we were using, whatever the methods it had, everything was almost in, say, we were using effectively two methods in uh, custom renders, on element change, on element property Mm -hmm. change. So coming to handlers, all of this is broken uh, into multiple methods. You can specifically map a property, use mappers. Uh, you can use the, you can access the native control. So all the code we had in the single method in custom mm-hmm. render, we were using the similar logic, but we just had to put it in different places. So exactly map to which property that logic applied. We had to map to subscribe to that event using right, the mappers. Right. So on element changed actually created up uh, created a native control set all the properties. So that was happening in the renderer. But uh, that, I think that was also affecting the performance. That is uh, coming to Maui. We can directly access the platform control and make the changes to that. So that is one thing that enhances the performance and. On property change, used to get called for every property change on the element. It used to go through every code on element property change, like even though that was not relevant for that specific property. With handlers, we could just map that property to a specific method. So only that is invoked when that property is changed. So that was one major advantage we observed with handlers. And coming to one issue we faced, like initially the renderers both the Xamarin renders and the custom, uh, sorry, the compatibility renders framework, they use the Android styling from app compat. So say for buttons, labels, etc. So now coming to handlers or um, the Maui controls as such, by default, they are using the material themes. So initially, uh, so for uh, like most of the controls, the materials theme, app compact themes, there was not much differences. So two major ones we observed were labels and buttons. 
so that's a complete change like irrespective of renders and handlers from xamarin to mavi we observed the theme change from app compact to material but if we use the custom renders it would still refer to the app compact themes by default so you would get a similar experience as you had in xamarin but if we are not using any renders or say we are using handlers so that would be a new material the uh, theme so i think we'll have to change our controls uh, according to those themes to replicate the ui behavior so some like some for some who are migrating so there might not be any difference for some like because of any custom uh, say spacing or layouts or alignments they are using that might cause an issue good to know thanks yeah thanks for that heads up for everyone listening yep <laughs> so that was the main reason i was saying like uh, unless you are in a hurry try to directly move to handlers instead of the custom run uh, moving to compatibility renders and then to handlers yeah so i was just wondering what were just like an example of some of the controls that were being rendered as a custom render <laughs> what were you doing as a custom renderer just as as an example so one major thing we were doing using the custom renderer was the accessibility features so as i said we did not have semantics um, in xamarin so for a specific control if we needed a more uh, more effective control on the accessibility features we were doing all that in the custom renderers say by default on for a control say for a buttons control we needed some action when a property changes so that we were doing in renders any colors or styling any like when a property changes if we need the colors or styling change we were doing those in renders okay say uh, any animations we needed for search bars so those were handled by the renders yeah okay. it's yeah there um yeah just to give a little bit more context to this was like a very um this is a very like the the code base is, is kind of old this app has been around for quite a while um a lot like um the a lot of the ui was built uh, actually c sharp only like c sharp first so um there was that's why the uh, a lot of the controls were written with um they ended up using a lot of custom renderers for that um just to like just do basic you know uh, setting up of the control styling it uh, making it look like they wanted to make it look also because they also have some like very particular um ui requirements um i will say though i think uh, i'm sure correct me if i'm wrong though so the the in in the xamarin version of the app uh accessibility is a huge uh requirement for this team and they've done an excellent job getting you know uh, accessibility ratings on this app with the xamarin forms version but uh, like we mentioned earlier since they were stuck on xamarin forms 4.6 a lot of the accessibility features were pulled into xamarin forms 5 so the only way this team could access a lot of those was through custom renderers and we had to put in a lot of like work around code for them and um, Um, so this is where correct me if i'm wrong i believe the migration to mavi should have helped significantly especially in the accessibility space because um they are able to now actually get all of the default accessibility features that were lighting up in all of the mavi controls and they don't have to like you know implement them on their own have to use any like go down to the custom renderer level to do at least uh, a lot of it if not all of it um so i'm sure correct me if i'm wrong but i'm guessing getting to all of the accessibility features now must must be easier using the dotnet mavi controls um yes vicky you are right so all the custom code we had custom classes custom extensions we had like we are not using like we are not using any of those right now so just the semantics library or the enhanced uh, accessibility libraries that mavi provides like we are able to replicate the exact same mm-hmm. behavior by just using those. awesome awesome wow so though we are using like few we are setting few accessibility properties in the handlers mm-hmm. uh, right now as well but we are not using any custom code we are just using the semantic libraries that that's just for if you need any default behavior right. uh, instead of just configuring it every time we create that control and setting that Matt, did we blow your mind with all the awesome accessibility features we have now in dotnet you know that's Howie. super important to have right and it's even better that they're easy to get at right cuz they're absolutely you're absolutely not put them in if it's hard to do right and unfortunately <laughs> a lot of times accessibility is back of mind as bad yeah, no, as that sure. it is for sure yeah and i'm um, just like if uh, just some uh, i guess um if anyone is curious like 
trends we're seeing with a lot of customers is like this was a great example um there was a lot of extra code that had to be written extension methods and things like that to just have um accessibility support in xamarin forms but uh, now with dotnet maui with a lot of this coming out of the box and to uh, i will add using this new handler architecture it is it is significantly easier now to add just basic accessibility features and extend them to the degree that you require it's not as crazy as it was before um it's much much simpler um and just talking about like the the lesser amount of code being used i was just uh, talking to another customer and they were telling me how in the migration pro- process and they were also kind of doing like an audit of all their custom renderers cuz they reached that point to like okay now we have to move over to handlers um they actually found out that they uh, of they had like maybe 12 or uh, like custom renderers and they were not even using four of those they just had those code files just hanging around in their app and they were just like we just realized that we don't use this anymore and we didn't even know that and you know so it was a good um tech debt cleanup situation going on over there so um yeah i highly recommend uh in this like what amshuman suggested as part of the migration process as much as you can just 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 pull that bandaid go straight to handlers you never know like it it can be as it can simplify your handler code your your renderer code maybe you don't need it anymore because maybe that feature is now available to you in dotnet maui so um it's a good good exercise to do right now you know go through it mm-hmm. in your apps yeah and that's what we kind of touched on before when we were talking with the polaris people in our in our previous mm-hmm. our customer upgrade update upgrade migration mm-hmm. path was it, when you're updating upgrading whatever we want to call this process it's a good time to actually go through and do an inventory of your code and kind of just do some basic first aid on it i guess and pull that bandaid as you said suiki and just fix things that have been hanging out for a while that maybe you don't even know are there maybe you do know are there just just take care of it you're in there anyway so now's the time and a lot of times things come out way better so yep yep absolutely absolutely I'm sure man what were all right you hit F5 or command enter depending on what operating system you're building on here what happened were there any major UI changes the app is up and running what did you think how did it look the very first time you had it running and and it deployed what did you think any major UI changes you had to go back and make or were you happy with the way it looked and like were I guess what was your feeling did you did <laughs> I'll leave it there. How yeah. did you feel the first time you saw it actually yeah. up and running? So, yeah, so initially the right after we were able to build and deploy the app. So, it was a completely different UI everything they started like uh, because that was because we were not registering the renders initially. We were just using the controls as such. So, the UI was distorted a lot. There were different issues in the spacing. So, I think that was a change made by the maui itself a few controls like grids tags etc the default laying itself changed so i think that everything all of that was included in the up- upgrade documentation back then itself so spacing alignments were the major issues so few control like few properties that we were setting using the renderers so app was crashing the functionality was causing few issues but right after we used the compatibility renders so it was everything was pretty much fixed like uh, not entirely but most of the issues we were seeing i think that would be similar in the xamarin app as well if we remove the uh, renders that so i think except the spacing issues and the android styling i mentioned that controls change from app compat to materials i think everything else would remain the same Uh, unless the control is deprecated or say whatever sanjana was talking about frames moving from frames to borders that was one thing so one more thing was stack layout so initially uh, we had different alignment op- options uh, so but if we needed like whatever stack layout was providing in xamarin so for the alignment that was not exactly possible in xamarin because sorry in dotnet more because they were pushing for that specific requirement we moved to grid and we moved from apps uh, relative layouts to absolute layouts so unless those uh, it, those changes 
were made uh, that was made by the dotnet mavi itself just for pushing for a better performance or like a, a better controls uh, everything else almost remains the sp- uh, same irrespective uh, like except the spacing for few controls nice nice sanjana anything outside of like the frames that you talked about was there any other like ui thing you you remember that was different or any that was like hard to change or hard to fix rather uh, i think one issue which i remember was uh, with the line break mode um i think uh, with the uh, break mode set as tail truncation uh, it was not taking up the max line attribute so uh, that was again i think a bug uh, which was fixed by mavi uh, and uh, yeah so th- that's that's one minor issue which i remember uh, apart from uh, the frames control and the renderers so yes we so initially i would say we were facing few issues uh, not that it was perfectly everything was working mm-hmm. perfect but i think uh, like i think like whatever issues we were facing right now there are, none of them are open we either have a work around or it was pushed to dotnet 8 so i think whoever is migrating now should be good uh, in a good state awesome yes we did it i'm sure man i'm going to put this one out to you to, to kind of wrap all this up into a bowl into a with, with a bowl any tips and tricks that you want to give our listeners as they embark on this journey or as they are on their journey to uh, upgrade their apps to .net maui that they that you should think that the top two points that they should drive home that you want to drive home with our listeners and what they should be doing or keeping in mind as they go through this process with their own apps yeah uh, definitely so one the, the first priority i would say is uh, use the upgrade assistant do not try it manually because that would be very helpful it would ease out the migration process a lot apart from that i think like most of uh like uh, cust- uh like other thing i mentioned previously a try to directly migrate to handlers that is going to save a lot of effort it is going to enhance the performance as well uh, for your app so those are the two points that i would prioritize over others so apart from these uh, i would say like uh, one while we are migrating this we might like there might be some tech date that is still uh, that was not possible to clear with the xamarin so i think that we can look at uh, how we can clear that with the new mavi technology so maybe something that is deprecated you are migrating to the mavi even though that is uh, that support is still available so mavi provides new methods new functionalities for many such things so i suggest like now uh, directly like removing those deprecated methods or packages going to the new functionalities provided by mavi using those directly so that would directly enhance the performance and make your app uh, future proof cool nice and then sanjana do you have anything else to add to that uh, tips and tricks for our listeners as they go about in under- on their upgrade journey um I think Anshuman has majorly uh, covered everything uh, so I think I would just come back to the frames issue uh, again like that particular control uh, element is kind of deprecated uh, in Mavi so I think moving to border or any other uh, uh, control like box view or shapes would be helpful there um apart from that I think uh, uh the uh, yeah the sync issues with the main page uh, when when you're starting the app uh, that is already fixed in dotnet 8 so i guess uh, people who are migrating with dotnet 8 will not see any uh, issues there and yeah one another uh, thing which we saw with the web view uh, rendering um, was with the assets folder being created in mavi which was not happening earlier in xamarin so i think that is something uh, you know people might need to take care of that uh, we have assets folder being created now with the uh, uh, .net mavi yeah uh, thanks anna sorry yeah i missed to mention one point so th- this was one exercise we took up in the very early stages of migration so even though the upgrade assistant will do the re- namespace renaming and everything so before we use that i think it's better for anyone who is migrating just list down all the dependencies all the nuget packages they are using 
just for look at the latest versions of those see if it is that is supported in dotnet movie dotnet 7 dotnet 8 otherwise what would be uh the better alternatives we can find many uh, in the community toolkits uh, for a specific use case so try to make a note of that so then once you upgrade uh, anything that is missing you will be able to that would be easier to fix uh, using those details and one more thing if you are migrating on both android and uh, ios i think the new maui project structure is very well refined compared to xamarin so we can have all the assets all the resources in the common project itself now so in, before this we, we were having different images with different resources for both android and ios and we had to specifically mention those to be included in the project files and everything but i think now maui by default adds anything based on the folder structure that is very well refined so that can be made use of all right and sweeky what are your words of wisdom that you want to leave everybody with <laughs> um just be inspired by by the like by the steam uh they have a very complex app and they uh just took it on head on and they did it and i think they are enjoying the benefits of living in the dotnet maui world so um yeah uh, you know they shared great learnings um uh, great you know insights and heads ups uh, uh and yeah um the documentation is getting better the tooling is getting better um there is no better day than today to migrate so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to be inspired by you know, it is a very complex app. It's an app used by thousands of people, tens of thousands of people, if not more. And um yeah, it's gone from it's been around as you mentioned Sweeky forever. Now it's up up to date with with .net Maui and running the latest and greatest. So congratulations and thank you very much Sanjana and Amshuman and Sweeky, you too. You were de- definitely involved and all our documentation people and obviously the product team to helping out and getting everything up and running. So amazing work. All right. So that's this episode of the .NET Molly podcast. So feel free to follow us everywhere you follow podcasts. Follow us more than once. Bump up our numbers. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're Sweeky, where else can you follow podcasts? Because we want to be followed there. And uh, yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Apple Podcasts. Uh, uh, Google Podcasts. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Mm-hmm. All right. Everywhere. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Sajana. Thank you, Amshuman. We really appreciate it. Sweeky, as always, thank you so much. And this is the .NET Maui Podcast.